Romans chapter 16. Let's start reading from verse 1 again. So, uh, but before I start, so remember, he, he kind of uh, uh, finished at the end of chapter 15 uh, uh, with this prayer. And then at 16, he has this PS. This is his extra thought here. And he is acknowledging a bunch of people in, 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 uh, in the church in Rome. And then also uh, uh, mentioning the people that are, are with him as he's writing. But he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church, which is at Sincrea, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and that you help her in whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been a helper of many, and myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who for my life risked their own necks, to whom not only do I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. And also greet the church that is in their house. Greet Apenetus, my beloved, who is the first convert to Christ from Asia. So we spent a fair amount of time last week on, uh, on, on talking about Prisca and Aquila, often referred to as Priscilla and Aquila. She's, she's referred to in both, of those, in both of those ways. And we had, we had uh, uh, looked at several verses in Acts chapter 18 when it talked about, uh, 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 about how he had met them. They were tent makers. And then also how um, uh, they had taken Apollos aside and instructed him. And it seems as if, it seems as if Priscilla or Prisca is the main speaker. So you have this, this marriage where, where often the woman's name is put first. And here in this context, in Romans chapter 16, her name is put first. Now, it's not always put first. Sometimes, and he refers to them, and we looked at this last week, <clears throat> but often her name is put first, almost as if she is the lead speaker or lead teacher uh, uh, in that couple. And, and I've certainly seen couples like this. Uh, for example, uh, there's Beth Moore, who is an excellent Bible teacher. She taught for, oh, probably 20 years at, at First Baptist Church, maybe even more than that, here in, in Houston, which is a very large megachurch, and uh, uh, TV programs and things like this, and so and written many books. And her husband is a plumber. Now, he's more than just a plumber. He started a very big uh, plumbing business where he has many trucks and many plumbers working for him. Nonetheless, he sits there in the room while she, while she teaches, and, and, and I get it. I understand when, when people say they don't like women speaking in the church. She wasn't speaking often in the main service. She had a separate Bible study that was actually predominantly for women. It was a Bible study for women, but men just started coming. And, uh, um, and her husband was there, and it was sanctioned by the leadership in that church. So, so here you have this example where Prisca or Priscilla's name is often put before her husband's name, Aquila. But you see a couple that is constantly ministering, and there's this verse that says, uh, um, well, first of all, they risk their life for, for Paul. Uh, and he says all the churches just, just are thanking God for them because of that. And then also that it says in verse five, also greet the church that is in their house. So they had a church. So the, 
it may well have been that this this letter is written to the church that is in Rome, but that's not a particular church building. That is a group of, it could well be a group of house churches that are collectively the church in Rome. That's what it could mean. Again, we, we don't know for sure, but it could well mean that because he's, he's saying in the church that is in their home. And uh, uh, there's certainly churches today that that's the way they meet. They meet in houses all over a city, for example, and different houses. And then like once a month, they come together for some corporate meeting. So that's not that unusual even today. But he says that they, they had this house church. They had this, this, this church in their home. Uh, that, that was that was uh, active, and he refers to it also in First Corinthians chapter First uh, Corinthians chapter sixteen verse nineteen. He he speaks of something very similar. Uh, he says the churches of Asia greet you, Aquila and Prisca. So again, now he's putting Aquila first. Aquila and Prisca greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So here they're, they're, he's speaking of the church that is in their house, and it's not in Rome. So wherever they are, so this is this this this, this church. Uh, as he's speaking in in Asia, he's he's writing to uh, Aquila and Prisca, and it it may well be that um, that they are in Ephesus at the time, and he's saying that they have a church that's meeting in their home. Uh, uh, so wherever they were. were it seemed that they had a church meeting in their home. They had a church service going in their home. And I want to follow on this thought a little bit because, because it's, it's, really, it's really a neat thing that, that you have this couple that serves together. Uh, they were tent makers together and they served together in ministry and they had a church in their home. Their home was open for ministry. It was open for ministry. And I'll tell you a little story about my own home uh, when we used to have we used to have college students in our home, our first home was a little married student housing apartment. It was a one bedroom apartment, and uh, um, and then about a year and o- almost two years after we had gotten married, my my first daughter was born, and we still had the one bedroom, and it was the three of us there. But shortly after we got married, we started having meetings in our little apartment, and we would have college students every week into our home. And and they would just kind of mess up the house. I mean, this, this was this is what would happen. They'd kind of mess up the house. And one day I got really concerned because you know I'd made the apartment really nice. I had carpeting and and I'd put in some extra little shelves for Shireen in the kitchen so that she had an extra counter and some extra shelves. And 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 uh, but these students would come in and they'd kind of trash the place because they they you know they wouldn't wipe their feet before they'd come in. They track in snow. Food would fall off their plates. And it bothered me. And I used to, and I was praying one day. I said, Lord, it just bothers me that these students are coming in the home. Maybe we should just shouldn't have meetings here because it's just messing the home up and, and it's just kind of trashy. And I really flipped out one day in particular when, when uh, the students had dropped some food. And a few days later, my daughter found that food behind a couch and was eating it and, and on a chicken bone. And, 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 uh, and then I was reading in Proverbs. And the Lord really spoke to me from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 4 says, Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of the ox. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of the ox. And the Lord really spoke to my heart through this 
And he says, you know, you can keep your little house clean by not having them here. But much increase, you're going to see the advance of God in these young people's lives if you continue to let them in. I'll take care of your place. Don't worry about it. And from that day, I, I, I told Shreed, I said, our home is always going to be open. She, she had no intention of, of closing up the home. This was all in my own mind. But uh, I, I told Shreed, we're just going to always have our home open for ministry. And, and since that time, for, for 40 years, we've had our home open for ministry. And we've had people in our home all the time. And, you know, we moved to, to Houston 23 years ago, and we started in the, in the college ministry at that point. Prior to that, we'd lived in South Carolina for 11 years, and we had meetings in our home in South Carolina. Uh, uh, My ministry at that point uh, was into prison ministry, and I'd go into the prisons, but Shireen would have women's meetings in the home all the time. It was particularly called Second Cup of Coffee, and the women used to meet and have these these, uh, meetings during the day and, and meet in the home, and we were glad to use our home for Christian service. There is so much blessing which falls upon a home that's used for Christian service. When you use your home for Christian service, it is just a huge blessing. I'll tell you a story that, that when, when David was, was, was uh, um, bringing the ark into Jerusalem, uh, he was dancing with joy and, and there was a lot of excitement. And, and somebody, somebody had reached out and and touched the ark and, and, and uh, uh, never should have touched it. And, and they were struck dead. And the ark was moved uh, into the house of a man named Obed-Edom. And it was just temporarily moved into the house of a man named Obed-Edom. And so Obed-Edom said, you know, come on, just bring it in my house. We'll leave the ark here for right now. It said, the Bible says that God blessed the house of Obed-Edom, blessed everything that he had. Because the ark of God had moved into Obed-Edom's house. When David heard about that, you know what David said? He says, get that ark out of Obed-Edom's house and bring it up into this house in, here in Jerusalem. It's, it's, it's right, right by the border of Benjamin there. And, and uh, uh, because there's great blessing when you open up your home in service to the Lord. And, and uh, uh, when, I, when I lived in the discipleship house with a bunch of guys, we opened up our home, our, you know, it was a discipleship house, so it kind of had to be open, but it was open for Christian service. When I spent my first year in graduate school in the graduate dormitory, the year before I was married, I would have guys in my room all the time for Bible study, for prayer meetings. We were always on our knees in, the, in my room there, praying. And, and using that room for Bible study, you use the home that you have for Christian service. Use the home that you have for Christian service. And you don't have to have huge groups in. Uh, Shreen and I used to invite just single guys into, in, into our, our home and, 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 uh, and just serve them dinner and I'd talk with them. And, and, and in addition to these other meetings, I remember the first time when I was a, a single guy, it was I had gotten saved and I became part of this local church. And uh, a couple, a very a young couple, uh, probably in their early twenties, and and I was probably nineteen at the time. They invited me into their home for dinner, just just the two of them and me. And I was I was just so blessed by that. And, and he said, well, why was I so blessed? Because I had never been invited into a couple's home. 
I had been invited into a couple's home, you know, as, as a child in my house, people would invite my family over, but just me alone into the home of a couple. And it felt so warm and so inviting. And we had dinner together and we read the Bible a little bit together. And, and, and all of a sudden I felt grown up because now I was being invited into a home of a married couple and I was just 19 and it meant something to me. Use your home for ministry. I mean, the peace that can fill a Christian home. And then you allow that peace to touch other people. It is a tremendous blessing when you use your home for the Lord's service. Be generous with what you have. Be generous with what you have, and, and you will be greatly blessed. In Proverbs 22, verse 9, it says, He was generous, will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. Open up your home and let your home be blessed and, and, and share your meal table with other people. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, the generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. You want to be watered by the Lord? Water other people. Use your home. When you have a home, use it. If, you, if you're single, you have an apartment. I mean, use that to be a blessing to other people. If you're a young lady, inviting other young ladies. I mean, just, just say, bring something and I'll put something together and, and, and we'll eat together. And just share a little bit about the Bible. Use your home for Christian service. And I urge you to be consistent in that. Some people say, yeah, I'm gonna, we'll open up our home. We'll do it. And then after one month, they stop. Use your home for Christian service. You don't have to go crazy and invite in masses of people. Even if it's just one person occasionally, just going in, in there to bless them and, 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 and to invite single people in your home and, and to bless them or invite another couple into your home uh, to do that kind of Christian service. And then you, the other thing you see here is you see Priscilla and Aquila, Priscilla or Prisca, she's called sometimes, and Aquila serving together as a married couple. And I'll tell you, it is just a great blessing. We didn't always serve together as a married couple. I mean, we did. In fact, when we were, uh, um, uh, this is kind of how we met. I mean, we were, we were prayer, Shireen and I were at prayer meetings together. And this is, this is what one of the things that attracted me about her is that on Friday nights, she was at prayer meetings. And then we would do uh, visiting of international students and this church would get together and young people would come and they'd send us to different places to visit international students. And I saw her there on the international student visitations. And I saw her there in, in that service. But then uh, uh, during the early years of our, of our marriage, we used to have this meeting in our home when we were in graduate school. We would have this, 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 these Christian meetings in our home. And uh, uh, we'd do the same thing as a postdoc in Wisconsin. I was at the University of Wisconsin. I remember we would have other couples in our home and we'd have this weekly Bible study in our home. My first, my first several years as an assistant professor, first 10 years, actually, uh, I was doing um, uh, prison ministry, as I said, and Shireen was, was ministering to other women in the home. So we really weren't coupled that much, in, particularly in ministry. Uh, at Christmas time, once a year, I could bring my family into the prison and they would give us, uh, we wouldn't go into the units, but they would give us a, a big, a big uh, gathering hall and we would serve them. Uh, uh, we would serve like 200 guys uh, uh, Christmas dinner and me and another bunch of other guys from the church. And then our families would come. And, and that, that was the one day that I could bring them in. And then also Easter sometimes, and I could get my kids serving plates. But, but really a concerted effort together is when we started college student ministry. Here I was teaching and, 
Shireen would start preparing meals and inviting people over and it just got more and more. And that's how we got into this thing. And it is a huge blessing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, young guys, I mean, if you could stand alongside with your wife in ministry, it is a tremendous blessing. I want to look at a portion in, uh, in, in, in um, Proverbs chapter, chapter uh, uh, 31, Proverbs chapter 31, and we're going to read about the, this excellent wife, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. We're going to start reading. It says, an excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. Guys, let me tell you something. If you're not married, if you're not engaged, pray to God that you get an excellent wife. It is worth far, far above jewels if you have an excellent wife. Far above anything else that you could ever think of getting is to have an excellent wife. Uh, it's an excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. I used to pray long before I ever met Shireen. I used to pray, Lord, bring me the right wife. Lord, I know that you have a wife for me. I know this is a big decision. Bring me the right wife. And, and, uh, um, and the Lord, you can trust him then. Women pray that you get the right husband. Pray. I mean, commit this thing to prayer. I used to pray every day, every day. I would pray that the Lord would bring me the right wife. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, she is such a blessing, such a blessing to me now. Um, it says her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband, verse 11, Proverbs 31, verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. I trust her. I trust her in ministry. I trust her. She'll take care of the house and, 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 and the meals and that part of that ministry. She'll take care of the food. She makes sure the food is purchased. She, she, she really takes care of that. She makes sure that the, the help that, 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 that uh, uh, is taken care of, that, that everybody's coordinated in that. And, and she coordinates that. She sends the team of workers with her, these encouraging verses in the morning. She prays with them at the start of working on Sunday morning in the kitchens. I mean, she's just amazing. And I, and, and I trust her. And there's no lack of gain that I have with her. Verse 12, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's really saddening to see a couple where one member of the couple is, 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 is firing at the, at the other one. And it, it's, it's not a peaceful situation. It was never meant to be that way. That, that it was to be a, a, a self-serving one for the other, a, a selfless serving one, one for the other. And, and it, it says that she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Pray to God that you get the right spouse. If, if that's what God's called for you, not everybody is to marry. But uh, if that's what God's called for you, pray that, that, that you'd get the right spouse. It says in verse 14, she's like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. I mean, Shireen does take care of the food in the house. Now, no one person, no one woman is going to have every one of these, these qualities. Uh, different people are different. Um, but but uh, uh, Shireen makes sure that, that everybody in the house is well fed. It says she rises while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maiden. And, and uh, uh, Shireen does rise before the sun is up. I mean, and... Uh, and uh, uh, it's a great thing to have a wife that rises before sunup. And Shireen, all we, you know, we had four bustling kids and, and uh, she had to get them all off to school. And for many years, she was doing this type of thing. And she'd get the food ready for them. 
and uh, uh, the food ready for the family. And it says, it says here, and then in portions for her maidens. Let me tell you, we have these ladies that come, these three ladies that come and help us straighten up the house on Sunday, uh, on Monday mornings, <clears throat> because there's a lot of action that goes through our home on Sundays, a lot. And so we just need some help fixing things up on Monday. So there's these ladies that come <clears throat> that we pay them and they, they, they come and they, they help clean up the house. But it's interesting. Shireen cooks breakfast for those three ladies. She cooks breakfast for them. And she sends them with big pots of food. Every, every Monday morning, she's cooking a big pot of rice. They love her rice with chickpeas in it and everything. And she's always got this pot of rice going early Monday morning. And that is for these three housekeepers, these three maids that come in and help us. And she's sending them home with this big pot of rice. And I, and I asked her, I said, um, you feed them breakfast when they come here in the morning. How come you give them food to take with them too? She said, because they leave their families to come and help us clean our home. We are obliged to help to take care of their families. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were paying them. That was good enough. But you see it right here. She is, she is like, uh, uh, it says, in portions to her maidens. And these women love her. And we have, we have other maids that come different times a week. People that, who would help us, you know, kind of help us with our kids and, and things like that. And it's interesting even when the people aren't working there, sometimes they come over the house. If they're having struggles with their marriage or with their kids and they feel all beat up, they will come to our home and they come knocking on the door and Shireen sits them down and gives them a cup of tea and gives them something to eat and just listens to them. And, uh, and in fact, of, the, of those three ladies that come, it was, it was the, the 60th birthday of one of those three ladies. So she told the, the three of them, she said, we're all going to get dressed up. The four of us are going to get dressed up, meaning the three of them and her. And I'm going to take you out to dinner. Where would you like to go? And they said, Papa's. Pop. And uh, uh, so, so uh, she took them all out to dinner uh, for this woman's 60th birthday. And they all got dressed up and they all went out together. To take care of the people that work for you is an amazing thing. I've, I've said before, I mean, I, I, I love the custodian who works in my office. I know the plumbers. I know lots of people, and and uh, uh, I really try to try to learn the names of the the people that that work around me. It is a blessing to be able to do that, and so so this this great great uh, uh, um, excellent wife. I mean, this is one of her qualities. Verse sixteen: She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. I mean, there's a lot of women that are out in the working world. I mean, they're 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 out. And they're, they're, they've got these careers. And this woman obviously had a career as well. She, it, it says she considers a field and buys it. So she was a real estate person. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she had a vineyard. So she was, she was uh, growing grapes and, and producing wine. I mean, that's it said. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. I mean, that's what she did. She was an industrious woman. She had a career. Uh, my wife didn't really have a full-fledged career outside the home, but I was, I was talking to Shireen about this, and it's interesting, and I, and I asked her about this, and she said, you know, all those early years when you had no money, and I, and I had really very little money. I was a, I was a struggling professor, and, and before that, I was a postdoc, and, and we had little kids, and Shireen said, you know, I always used to 
babysit at the schools. I had a kid in my arm and I'd be babysitting 10 other kids and I get paid for that. And she told me something I didn't even know. And she said, I used to use that money to buy clothes for the kids and their Christmas presents and special things for the family. I always used that money for that. So she, she had this, these, even though she was a mother taking care of kids, she, she was babysitting lots of other kids at, at this school and uh, 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 so that she could make a little extra money on the side. Says she, verse 19, she, she, uh, uh, she senses that her, uh, I'm sorry, verse, verse 17, she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She girds herself with strength and she makes her arms strong. Uh, uh, I, I mean, just, just doing the work of the Lord. I don't know if this means she was doing aerobics or weightlifting or what. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. I mean, I tell you, a mother's work is never done. It just goes on and on. Uh, she stretches out her hands to the staff and her hands grasp the spindle. I mean, always industrious. She extends her hands to the poor and stretches out her hands to the needy. I'll tell you, I mean, Shireen is always preparing food for poor people and delivering it and dropping it off of their house all the time. Miss Flora, who went to be with the Lord uh, not too long ago, I mean, Shireen, I, I, I think it was like almost every day. She was dropping food off at Miss Flora's house or having somebody pick up food and drop it off at Miss Flora's house. She wanted that woman to be cared for. And uh, um, uh, she, she just extended her hands to the poor. It is a beautiful thing to be joined in ministry with a spouse who has a heart like this. Women pray that you get a husband who's generous, who wants to serve and to bless others, who wants to give to the poor men pray that you get a spouse that is just just always blessing poor people because so much blessing will fill your home will fill your children will fill your career and your life when your wife is is out blessing other people i mean so much of the blessing in my career has come because my wife is out blessing other people and this is the overflow the bible talks about this you will get overflow it'll come pouring into your lap pressed down shaken together overflowing it overflows and this blessing overflows and it and it and it falls on everyone in our home because of her and and uh, uh it's it says that that uh, um uh, she's not afraid of the snow, verse 21, for her household, for her, house, for her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. I mean, women, it's it her clothing was fine linen and purple. There's nothing wrong with dressing well. I remember there were these two young girls, uh, they were college students at Rice, and they came over, they went to church, came to church, and then they came over to the house for lunch. And Shereen called them aside, and I acted like I wasn't listening. But she said, she said, girls, I want you to look your best on Sunday because both of these girls looked like that they had just rolled out of bed and come right into church. Now, guys do that all the time. They shouldn't. They ought to wash their face, brush their teeth and comb their hair. But when women do it, it's particularly uh, alarming. And she told them, she said, when you come to church, always look your best. Always look your best. She said, I want you to wake up. I want you to put some wash your face and when you put some makeup on, put, uh, uh, get your hair done nice and put on some nice clothes and then come to church. Both of those young ladies, both of them, and this, this was 20 years ago, both of them have come back independently. And I have heard them thanking my wife because they've come back with their 
at, at the time then husbands and, and, and thanking my wife. And I said, do you, you remember that lecture she gave you? They go, oh yeah, we remember that lecture. And we changed. I changed after that. This changed. And whenever they come to our home now, they are well kept. I mean, they're made up properly. I mean, there's something to this. It says that, that she makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. It's not just a, you know, a, a, a ragged, torn shirt. I mean, when you come on a Sunday to church, look your best. Look your best. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's just what the Bible says. It says, her husband is known in the gates, verse 23, when he sits among the elders of the land. Her husband is known because of her. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders because of her. I'll tell you, when I meet some amazing woman, I think, wow, I'd, I'd like to meet her husband. wonder what her husband is like because he's got this amazing wife. I mean, he must be an amazing guy to have a wife like this. And, and, uh, um, and there must be a strong relationship there. When I meet this, this amazing woman, I want to meet, meet her husband. Her husband is known because of them. And then, and then it says, uh, um, verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. She's got another business going. I mean, this woman has this business going, so there's nothing wrong with having a career. This woman had multiple careers. God uses her as, as, as an example. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. I'll tell you, Shireen has always been optimistic with the future. Anything that happens, Jesus is going to take care of it. Jesus will take care of it. Anything, anything with the kids, they'd come crying about something. She says, Jesus is going to take it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Jesus will take care of it. And, uh, uh, just smiling at the future. This comes through a relationship with God. I'll tell you that. It's a re- she smiles at the future. Verse 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is in her tongue. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, if guys, I, I pray you get a, 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 a spouse, a wife who is a kind woman. I mean, kindness changes everything. And, and men, we need women around us who are kind. I'll tell you, I, I started a bunch of companies and and when you're on the board of a company, you always want to have at least one woman on the board. Because if you don't have a woman on the board, I mean, guys can get off and they start going along a path <laughs> without thinking about the ramifications of things. And you need a woman there to say, like, what are you guys doing? Do you know what's going to happen? This is not the way we should be acting. You need a woman there in the room to keep you from going astray. And, and uh, uh because women are just, just can be clothed with so much kindness and they see things very differently. It says in verse 27, she looks ways, well to the ways of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. It says her children bless her. My children are all grown. Every one of my kids praises my wife. They love Shireen. They love her so much that they will tolerate me. Uh, they, they just love her so much. If they want something, they very often will appeal to her and she comes and gets it from me. I mean, they love Shireen. They, they'd much rather talk to, to Shireen than to me. Uh, um, if, if it's not about chemistry or something like that, then they're talking to her. I mean, it, it just like her so much more. And I understand why. And, and, and uh, it says that, that her husband also, and he praises her. You know, just the other day I said to Shreen, I said, you know, you know, 
what's the greatest thing about being married to you? She said, what's that? I said, everything. Everything is just the greatest. It is great being married to you. And she said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I really meant it. I mean, I, I'm, this is not my words. I don't go around saying uh, uh, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. I mean, that's not the way I talk. But I just said, you know, the greatest thing about being married to you is, is everything. I mean, you just, just make, make it so good. And then it says, charm is deceitful. I mean, women that are, you know, really cute and charming, that can be deceitful. Beauty is vain. Beauty's going to come and go. And, uh, uh, you know, give it a decade. Beauty, beauty goes. Give it not a decade, two, two decades. And, uh, but a woman who fears the Lord she shall be praised. A woman who fears the Lord. This Prisca, Priscilla, and Aquila, they served the Lord. They served the Lord together. They had a church in their home. They served the Lord together. Together, they took aside Apollos. I pray to God that you young people get a spouse that you can serve with. And I'll tell you, look and see if they're serving before you're married. I saw Shireen at Friday night prayer meetings. I saw her always in the kitchen, wherever she was, she was working in the kitchen. I saw her visiting international students on, on uh, the, the, the visitation nights. She was active in ministry. I mean, so, so it's no surprise that she'd want to serve. I mean, if you went meet a woman in a bar, you've met a barmaid. That's where, she, that's where you're going to see her. You know, things get tough. That's where she's going to be. She's going to be in a bar. I mean, so, so, so be in the right places. And, and uh, I pray to God that, that, uh, uh, that you would start praying for your own life, that you get the right spouse that God has for you. Pray that every day. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time that we could gather together, even in this way, in this recorded manner. Lord, I pray that you bless this message to these young people. Father, that you would build good homes from their lives. And that through this message, you'd give them a heart to pray that they would find the right spouse, the right time, according to your own choosing. For those that have been deemed to marry. And Lord, I pray for those here who do not know you. Father, I pray that you draw them to Jesus so that they could experience these things. And Father, I pray for the marriages that are struggling. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I pray, Lord, for restitution and rebuilding. The rebuilding of marriages, I pray. For the glory of Jesus, that Jesus would be glorified through all of this. Let Jesus be praised forever and ever. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are so good. Be praised forever and ever. Amen.